Trying. I've never heard if of anyone fa- who quit within the span. Anyone of who's joining two us, seconds. who is also listening to this album, is going to want to quit too. Trust me. Wait. So we ins- we inspire quitters. We not only quit ourselves, we inspire quitting. That that's our that's our mission statement. That's what I need to write on our front page. Quitters never win, but they can prosper. No, they don't prosper either. That's almost profound. Quitters never win. That's why I still smoke. <laughs> okay. <Don't know. laughs> Oh. Anyway, um, so I went to Pennsylvania yesterday. That's fun. It was actually kind of neat because after once it got dark, large field, tons of fireflies. It was like tiny little fireworks going off. Aww, it was neat. Y- it y- was kind of neat. They were performing it was, for it was you. Kind of neat. Hey Matt, push up your glasses and say that again. I'm good. Okay. They're not falling off my face, so I don't have to push them on. I'm mm, the hat. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel very condescending today. Apparently. Um, Today. Today. As of when you're listening to this on Tuesday, Wednesday, I am performing with Sarah of the Wasties at the Way Station in my first ever onstage singing performance. Should be interesting. I'm not terrified at all. And what are you performing? We're singing The Rainbow Connection as a duet. I prefer the original. The original. (laughs) Just saying. The original is the same. No, it's not. Different orchestration. But the same lyrics. Different orchestration. And actually, we're not playing either version. Different arrangement. We're actually playing an acoustic guitar version. We're playing our own version of it. You, Mr. Creative. Jeez. Actually, that's not creative. That's the opposite. Yeah, arranging. That's, that's not... I don't have enough oh, you're just skills. I'm just going to play a guitar. Disparaging all, all, all arrangements Did you say, I don't have enough skills on playing a guitar? Mr. I don't even know how to play guitar? I don't claim to be a musician. I, I sit a, back in my chair and judge the jackass. world. Yep. I judge the world Those for what it is. Those who do not know how, teach. Those who can't teach, critique. And that's where I am. That's horrible. <laughs> yes. That's so horrible. Thank you, Steve, for saying how horrible it was. <laughs> I need to go throw up for a second. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm excited. And we are critiquing to today. Yeah, we are. Oh. We critique every I still don't know what So song. John did it again. This no, time. wait, wait, John wait. brought us another terrible wait, 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 album wait, wait. by a band we respect. Before we go there, I still don't know what song it is. R- the Rainbow Connection. I don't know that song. What? From the Muppets? Which song is that? Oh my god. I wanna, I wanna, I'm not, I'm gonna throw up twofold now. Really. I don't remember I'm that song. I'm with Steve on it. From the newest movie? Sing a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> you guys are asses. Not gonna sound I, I great. See, I see what you, you did. You could just try. Yeah, oh, yeah you saw that, you right? Did. Okay. I kind of put him on the spot. All right, all right. I, I kind of am switching sides here. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, just a, just a verse, just a bar. It's a song that opens in the original Muppet movie with Kermit playing on the swamp. Okay. He's playing a banjo, and the first verse is, "Why are there so many songs about rainbows?" 
And what's on the other side? I don't hear Kermit. That's because I'm not Kermit. But Why are there? It, it it's sung by a frog. I need to hear a little bit of am- amphibianness. That's not gonna happen in a million years. Maybe maybe channel your inner amphibian. We're all we I'm were all amphibians once. It was many many I, millennia ago. I, I, I am I am terrible at impressions. Side. I will soon sing that like Kermit. The minute you start singing it as Jimmy Stewart. That's he wants a big easy. one. He wants a big one. <laughs> it's all Steve ever wants is a big one. Hey, 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 Jimmy Stewart! Don't don't insult Jimmy Stewart. No, we're insulting you. you. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, okay. it's you. Okay, all right. Well, that's fine. I would Vicariously never. having Jimmy Stewart insult you. He would never. He would never. He probably would. He's my favorite. Oh no! Oh. No! Oh. I'd go throw up again now. All right, and for a final. So time this is of- just going to be a vomitathon. Yeah, because we don't hear... Okay. It's going to be a vomit-a-thon again for this album. So we're reviewing the newest... John chose the newest record by the Bare Naked Ladies called Grinning Streak, and there is nothing to grin about. Well, that no. I'm terrible, gonna... t- terrible pun. Terrible, terrible pun. No, I see what he's doing, but, you know... He tried. Yeah. Yes. Well, they tried. Yes. There's not much trying. I don't know that I'd say they tried so much as did. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I retract. Yeah. This is... No, they do not. So to say up front, this is the first record by the Bare Naked Ladies... Oh, no, the second record that the Bare Naked Ladies have recorded without the other lead singer, Steve Page, um, who also played guitar. He departed before their last record um, to pursue a solo career, which I can only imagine and hope is better than this. Um, let's get right into the first, first track. As far as intro tracks go... Uh, it has an it w- odd intro that goes absolutely nowhere. It becomes background music, childish, childish lyrics, poor I'm- introduction to a not great album. That's got a lot to say on this. It's also really. I will fake put out this. I will put this out. Song is limits. Yeah, um, I should have said don't, that. Don't don't read into that. No. <laughs> uh, it is a. It is an intro track. In that it, it introduces the album. It does introduce the, the album. It's the first track. That's no, no, about no. It. Not that it's the first track. Okay, it all right, feels all right. Come like on. It, Let's dive into the meat It feels like an intro track. And it's setting the bar for this album. And it really did a great job of setting it at the right level. For the rest of the record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna fair. I'm gonna use your little phrase here, John, and call this the epitome of phoned in. Um, that's yeah. not my fa- that's not my phrase, but I, thank you for attributing it for, to me. Hey, you've used it before. You use it a lot, so whatever. In any case, I really, really wasn't feeling it until about the halfway point. And the but piano I came in. Do say that when that piano came in, the track took an upturn. Yay! It, I was still very bored by the time that piano came in, but once it did come in, it did to some extent save this track for me. It was very little, creative. It was a little refreshing, point. but still just. It was a poor... Okay, poor introduction is not good because it is a great introduction to what you would expect from the rest of the record to be. But it's not a good intro in general. Of course not. The synth is very repetitive. I mean, if if you're going to use, you know, a synth figuration, you really need to spice it up a bit. I feel like this this didn't really set any kind of stage. Don't just replace the instruments with synth, which is what they did. They could have used. What kills me most about bass. this? What kills they could have used drums they, and actually done the same exact beat and sound as what the synth was the doing. The upright bassist is still with this band, right? Yes, uh, the bassist also plays upright bass. 
But the, the problem is, with this track mostly, is they took their wonderful piano player. Kevin, I believe his, his name is. Who's a great yeah. piano player. He plays a lot of great piano on previous records, and they did nothing with him this whole album except for yeah. s- sprinkles here and there. We and that was really Kev. disappointing because that's what added a lot of character to a lot of their previous work. Is it kind of this backbone of <coughs> piano that was just kind of nice and it was there and it was well written? And it flowed and it was showcased. And that was not while. really here. It was enjoyable. It's it, because uh, fundamentally, that really doesn't fit the framework of pop. Framework of Pop does not put a spotlight on piano often. Right. Um, uh, unless you're talking about a very specific brand of pop, like piano rock pop, right. which uh, Ben Folds is very good at. But that's all about the piano. This is not about the piano. I think, yeah. from what I know about the Bare Naked Ladies and especially their hit singles, this is about this is about the singer and his fast form of singing, which I wouldn't go as far to call rap-like, no. but at the same time, it, it has... It has, it, has, it has a verbosity to it. But the, but the problem is also even that, that's the singer who stayed behind, is the one who does the faster singing. He doesn't even do much of that on this record. Yeah. There's a couple. And that was of, that was the biggest problem. Is like yeah. In songs like One Week and Pinch Me and a few of those other songs, he he has this kind of ebb and flow with the, with his the way he sings. That even if the lyrics aren't that complicated, it's still kind of fun and engaging. And that doesn't really happen on this record except for a few tracks. Yeah, that seemed almost entirely dropped off. Um, well, that's also because he had to pick up for Stephen Page, who did a lot of the more, I guess, melodic singing. Would be better best way to describe it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, this this, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll buy that because most of this track is very melodic. Yeah. Um, if it's not with Stephen Page, then uh, yeah. All right, that makes sense. That's a reasonable conclusion. Um, moving on to track two, Boomerang. All I can say about Boomerang is so. First of all, we know. By any means, I'm a sucker for the feels, as they're called. Um, and that I love identifying with love songs, especially because I'm a sap. Yeah, the feels. Boomerang is the most uninspired, boring love song I've ever heard. That's will, saying a lot. I'm going uh, to take a different route with this and call it department store music. This is, this is what I dub this type of track this this type of music it's very acoustic it's very easy listening still got that four chord progression you're really extremely formulaic pretty much going a different round to describe the same thing i am uh yes what we said are synonymous just described a little differently but i I think that's gonna be today's theme yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna say something that you guys just said but in a completely different way i found this to be (sighs) you ever get an assignment back in like junior high where you're taking an English class and you gotta write a story, but you don't feel like doing it. You feel like like going outside and like maybe playing basketball or maybe maybe riding your bike. So you just do it as fast as you can. So you got you got to do a topic and you just come up with as many very simple metaphors about the topic as humanly possible and just flush it out. Yeah, that's boomerang. Every single line directly relates to the fact that a boomerang is thrown. And comes back. As and then is one again. as one would to the one they love. love. Uh, that I, I'm not going to really break that down anymore. There's Simply, nothing it, to break this down. Is, this is so over the top in trying to make him into the boomerang. But just just the tone of the song, the the <coughs> the, the, the formula and and the style in which it's in which it's uh, presented, it's very first love in high school kind of music to me. And it strikes me as the type of music that would, one would like at that age, 
Which is why yeah. it's interesting you threw the junior high in there, because maybe even that early. I'm, I'm not saying that this couldn't be found on Adult Contempo, but in fact, in Adult Contempo, I always found kind of interesting, is not very mature music in and of itself. At least, I don't find it to be. But it's, still. It's, it's easy listening, and that's really as far as I can, I can go. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just one of the. This is an album that, aside for aside from two or three tracks, and we're not even, not even halfway done with the record. Um, we're only I, two in. I'll take that. Take your time. Calm down. But but time. I'm just saying we'll that I'm just saying that it's this this album is almost an easy listening passive album. Almost, it's there. It's getting there. You don't want to listen to it actively. Because. This is okay. I want to go if on you, record. If you listen to it actively, you'd really wish you had the last forty-five done something productive in the last forty-five minutes. I'm going to go out there and say this might be the first record we ever listened to. Where on the second listen, the follow-up listen, I liked it less. That doesn't happen often. That's not. I, this is not the first record for me. That's that's happened to me on several. I'm saying other for records. me. Okay, fair enough. For, for for me specifically, this to my recent memory at least, this is the first time I've listened to it a second time and liked it less. For me, and this is one of the reasons we listen to albums in advance, because things always change on how they grow on you or grow off you, and um, yeah. I, I'm willing to say this is that case. I, I, this is the opposite of uh, what I said about Godsticks. This, you're not going to find any more on a listen. In fact, you're probably going to find less. Like, the I, songs that I really liked held up on the second listen, but everything else fell apart. Um, moving on to the next track. Falling Apart, okay. Off His Head. This was a flatlined beat that never took off. It was just so basic and repetitive. Coupled with... It was a happy beat. forgot boring. It was a happy flat... It was... Kind of a, you know... This is song... The lyrics were so dark for this song. And the yeah. beat just didn't fit. And, and Someone was... Someone's about but, to get... Spanked by their dad in a very unhappy way because there's the whole genre of I guess. Your daddy and um, <laughs> genre coupled, genre <laughs> coupled with oh. a happy little steamboat Willie style beat. My I big, mean, it was so off. My biggest problem with this is typically in a song along these lines, if it's really dark with a happy beat, it's tongue-in-cheek, and it's something along the lines of Jonathan Colton, yeah, or go, MC Frontalot. You go where, ironic. Right, where it becomes it becomes comedy. This was not comedy. It was so sincere and not fitting. There was something interesting about this track in that it felt... I think part of the reason you, you saw it as sort of upbeat, or in the fact that it doesn't fit the lyrics, it's obvious. I believe they were borrowing more from their live experience here. Their, their experience on stage. It felt very present within this track. It didn't feel like it was, you know, tailored in a studio or anything. It felt like there was some energy here. And obviously that does not fit with the lyrics, but I did see a little bit more energy here than I did see in Boomerang. Boomerang is personal. Boomerang is, you know, one person to another. This track was a bit more general, and that doesn't fit the theme at all. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Well, moving on. Uh, gonna Walk. Okay, this is the song that when we were listening to it... Wait, 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 John. Did you know it's about walking? Yes, I did. I was so... Wait, bold. wait, wait, John. And it's still about walking. I'm going to crack this mug over your head. I was more interested in the fact that my coffee tasted different because I put sweet and low instead of sugar than I was with this song. Just staring at the mug. Going, I, was huh. staring, I was staring at the huh. mug going, huh. Huh. How about that? That was this, more entertaining. This is such a repetitive... I'm gonna come repetitive. up. With, I'm gonna come up with a great metaphor for being bored. All right, I don't, I don't want to be so. belligerent here against. I I don't consider <laughs> any of this music. I it's 
it's less my taste than yours. Uh, I want to I want to put that out there. We know that, but 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 I don't consider I even I don't consider it bad per se. Oh well, no, it... it's just it. We had a discussion last week about safety, and this is the epitome. <coughs> of this that. whole album, you could pull pluck any song off this album, and it could be a single on on top forty radio. Almost, just about almost. it. Just about almost. any song. In fact, I'd say al- almost except one. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. I don't know. It's just I'm coming yeah. from a place, and I think this is a lot shades of the Green Day reviews and some other stuff where I have an expectation, and I'm so crushed because it didn't meet my expectation at all, and I wasn't expecting a five star album from Bare Naked Ladies. I'm gonna pose this: you were younger when you listened to this their 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 fresh work, and I I, I believe I I don't see that much of a difference between this and the earlier work. If you do, that's fine. But I don't personally say I, I I gave a listen to their earlier work, and I just believe that it's it's a little bit dated. This is not the kind so, of music that has evolved with this decade. Yes, into but, this decade. But also, their older work, the singles are not exactly the same as the album work, and I liked a lot of their non-single album work. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but anyway, I will say this: because going back to vocals, even even going back to uh, off gonna... his off his head for one second, they were good vocals. I can just think of any other number of applications in which they could be used. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The lyrics weren't terrible for 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 off his head. They were off-putting with, They were just coupled with They just tongue. were not great for that song. I feel like a different a different now, I'm not music. even talking about lyrics. I'm just talking about vocals here. Uh just talking about the the vocal style, oh. the melody. Uh he had better range when he was younger. There was. There, there is a vocals. decidedly yeah. noticeable difference between his singing yeah, in the past and now. Vocals have gone downhill. It feels like a choice. I don't. I don't hear anything in this album that says he couldn't do what he did earlier. I don't hear. He chose not to, though, and I'm a little disappointed by that as uh, well. Yeah. Well, choices. Inflection is gone, thing. and that was a distinct part. Do you have anything it's else to say about Gonna Walk? I, I have a couple more things to say oh. about Gonna Walk. Uh, this made me realize that they're kind of. I. I this is a bit of stretch for me. I don't want to say pop geniuses. I want to say that going several weeks back uh, to our intelligence versus creativity debate. Discussion. This seems like intelligence. I, I believe that they, they know what's popular. I'm not even saying it's, it's really popular now, but p- 10 years isn't that long of a time in the grand scheme of things. People remember what was popular then, and it's nostalgic. Uh, well, I can prove also along those lines, when I was looking up on Wikipedia, not that that's the end of all be all for information, but when I was uh, uh, reading their reception, because they always put a little blurb about how it's been received, yeah. it's been received mostly positive by fans and critics. Because I think everyone goes back, and it's just like, yeah, it, all right, bare naked ladies, still at it. But I like nostalgia just as much as the next guy, and Eve Six is proof of that. There was just something... You know what it is? You can be nostalgic and still do something a little different. The problem is is that this is so safe, even safer than what they've done in the past. I agree. I mean, I'm yeah. not And I think that's that why I like it less. The thing about Gonna Walk here is I think they just perfected, as if it needed any perfecting, the idea of, say, a sweet message in a fun way. I, I, as much as I find that to be a little bit trite, I know that that's popular almost anywhere you go, which is why I call a great deal of this department store music. Yeah. You can put that on in department store with, with any number of creeds come in and out of that place, and they're not going to be offended. And in fact, they're probably going to you know just groove to it a little bit. I, th- this album is in that vein. 
Yeah. But it's nothing that's going to drag your attention or distract you from the, uh, leave you standing in the aisle and distract you from shopping. You're going to do your shopping. This is That's Macy's. what's important. This is Macy's, not Spencer's. Talking to that, and we'll, <laughs> All right. I want to go on a slight tangent. Talking to that, I kind of want to perform an experiment in a department store where we put on music that's not department store safe. Not offensive necessarily, but just stuff. Like, for example, what, imagine what would happen if you went into Sears, went to their audio section, and put on to Darlings of Lumberland. That could be fascinating. And uh, like, somewhere imagine, down the road, I think we should do a Crash Chords poll and actually test start, this out. No, I don't think we should start with Darlings. Well, hidden, I hidden think, video camera business. I think we should hit, like, Ratitude Weezer. Or Red Album Weezer. Yeah, but that's... And then the, the, opposite, Weezer, the opposite side of things... There. The opposite side of things, we should also go all out and go with, like, the heavy metal or screamo style. Yeah. And put Let's that on right, in right at the doorway. So as soon as someone walks in from the outside or from the parking lot through the double doors, that's what they hear. You have a camera on them and you see their facial expression as they look up to the speaker. Let's table this and we'll get into this maybe a little more after the album because I think... The, okay, table. Yeah, I want to table. table this. Okay. <laughs> It'll be the fastest way to get kicked out of J.C. Penny. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next song. Ardzar. So, this is the song, one of the songs I enjoyed, one of the two songs I enjoyed most on this record. Ardzar was kind of pretty straightforward pop, kind of had a fun beat. If I was going to say anything... The lyrics anything, were kind of clever. It was it was formulaic pop music, more if, or less. If I was going to say anything was reminiscent of their earlier work, it would be this. Because the lyrics were... Had more thought put into them, Even I want to say. They weren't more complicated, but they were at least a little more clever than the other I stuff mean, on the honestly, record. I mean, honestly, by this point, I want to take away this the, the, the source that they're using and just actually teach them English because it, it's still... Very unimaginative, for what I remember. It's better. I mean, odds are, the whole concept of this song is, well, you know, odds of getting hit by lightning aren't actually as good as falling in love. Odds of getting eaten by a great white shark or hit by a meteorite aren't as good as falling into love. That can go somewhere. It All right, didn't, you're looking in theme it work. didn't, yeah. but it could have gone somewhere. Theme work, that, that's, that's all well and good. I still yeah. don't see as much of a disparity between this and the other tracks in terms of tone or creativity or anything else. It, it, I guess it does have the fun air that a r- former, <laughs> former makes it sound like they were a band, stopping band became a band again. But what you remember from early Bare Naked Ladies yeah. was, uh, chances are someone's going to fall in love by the end of this song. It's such a cheap shot, almost. You know someone out there is going to be like, Aw, oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. He said that to me. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dissing it at all. It is a sweet idea. It's a sweet message. It's just a little bit cheap. Yeah, well, so is... I mean, the, that's kind of the MO for pop music. Okay. On the whole now. Right. I'm, I'm just, no, wait, Statement. wait, we got Steve defending the album. This is amazing. I'm not defending you're, anything. You're trying. You're <laughs> trying to find a silver lining. Well, you guys are sitting back with, with an air of, uh, of superiority, unpro- unprofessionality at this point. I, 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 there's stuff to talk about. There are there's, things there's to talk details about. Details here. I there don't are. have anything positive to add, so I'm trying to gloss over it quickly. Okay, fair enough. I just, you know. I don't know. I don't even you... see how you would interpreted that as a as a defense necessarily. Wait, what? Uh, that that quote. I'm not a fan of that quote necessarily. Chances are someone's gonna fall in love at the end of this. I mean, I did say it was sweet. Yeah. But I I, I think it's a cheap shot. I. It's a cheap shot. Because but it's, you know what? It hasn't been done before. 
It is a little bit unique in its snowflake shape. And it's... I can't I can't point to references of the contrary, but I feel like it has been done before. Oh, I feel every... like I feel like there's been other tracks out there that have broken the fourth wall and reached out to the if we go love into the, of the listener. If we go into the depth of, of what music has done, yes, someone has done this before. But that would be true for anything we review from now until the end of time. True. Unless we found something that just totally blows our ears off the side of our heads. This it was Which would make witty. us difficult make... it had a little more wit to it. That is what I was come to expect with bare naked ladies it also it had that tongue-in-cheek element that i do enjoy from them it's it's something that they've built into the lyrics for a very long time yeah i'm gonna go hide under there i just made you say, say underwear, underwear. That's yeah, the pinnacle sure. of breaking the fourth wall yeah they do that a lot actually in their songs they this did it is... in one week as well yeah but that's what i was quoting no you're quoting pinch me no. Yes, that's from Pinch Me. Yes. Damn. You're right. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, you get a point. Thanks. You're um, I think this is about time to move on to uh, keeping it real, because this is, without question, the most uh, strikingly different track on the album. It's 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 a straight-up rock song, it's a rock and it's and kind song. of a southern rock. Yeah. Even country. A, with, with it's a, country rock. Country, yeah. It has a western air to it. Um Primarily located in the guitar's attitude, the guitar's riffing. Oh yeah, and especially if you're listening to this, you know, on headphones and everything, oh, and it's coming right out of. It, it's very, it's very partitioned. The guitar is right there in your left ear, and it just, it, it, it cuts right the, through you. It, the, it's in the good way. The style of singing is also kind of very southern rock, western. Yeah, if you will. Um, well, sure. I, I guess it is a little bit repetitive, the song, because it does go through just from verse to verse, but I liked the framework, so I accepted that repetition yeah. in this case. So, th- this song, it's funny, because for me, this record, like, the previous song and this song are the two songs I like most, and they're kind of right in the middle of the, the record, which is really disappointing. Yeah. Um, but but this one was just, I mean, there's not much, there's not a ton to say about it other than it It was definitely different for Bare Naked Ladies. It wasn't a typical Bare Naked Ladies style song. However, it was a kind of nice southern rock country rock track that was enjoyable to listen to i really enjoyed the chorus oh the chorus was and phenomenal. this is, this is the one thing i actually wrote down when it came to lyrical work the woods all soaking so the fire won't burn now i'd keep talking but you never learn the cuts too deep and so the wound won't heal you won't keep nothing you don't keep nothing by keeping it real it was, and especially with his attitude. The his attitude with work, it, they were coupled, har- they were harmonizing in the second iteration of that chorus, and I thought that was absolutely beautiful. It yeah. really did seem to move this track along. So yeah. I, I'm not being shy about that. I am defending this track strongly. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I will agree with I you. I think we're all this in agreement. This is a big this redeeming is... quality. Yes. It, this keeps... In many ways, this is one of the only redeeming qualities in this album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. up there, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Like, just from my uh, experience with this, it's night and day. It really is. Oh yeah. Um, not just from creativity's sake, but uh, I, it showed that they could do something else. That's yeah. that's what like, and it didn't seem cliched. It didn't seem like the same kind of uh, the way we interpreted a lot of the tracks on the Maroon Five album, Overexposed. Right. We w- didn't really appreciate him moving into these other areas, just kind of oh, borrowing from this genre here, borrowing from that genre here. It all felt kind of tacky in the yeah. process. He this owned did not, it here. This, this did not feel tacky. tacky. No, he this... owned the genre. He may not be the best of this, 
But he owned I'd it. Al- I'd almost be more interested in seeing them go in this direction in the future. It might be cool yeah. to get bare naked ladies doing a country rock album. That it's was, just, it seems like it would be it more inspired work. than anything yeah. else they've done on the record. For sure. No, it's clear based on this track they can do it. So if it had all been in this, this would have been such a higher rating. Yeah. Um, well, I, I wouldn't have cared. Oh, so what? They're departing from their 90s. Again, I've made it clear that I'm not really a fan of this. Of, of It's not my taste. Even their previous work was not my taste, but this is. So, lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to track seven, Give It Back to You. This is one of those songs that immediately you get a sense of, aw, it's a sweet song. But it's kind of empty, and it's still kind of just like... It was... The premise was so sweet, I got a cavity. It... (laughs) But it still wasn't... I can't say it was 100% heartfelt, but I got the vibe they were going for that. That was the intention, for sure, is to make a heartfelt track. The problem was, it still wasn't enough. It just wasn't. wasn't. I didn't emotionally connect this. Truthfully, I connected more emotionally to keeping it real, because you got that sense of almost frustration and aggravation. Oh, yeah. That track, I was like... It must have appealed to my inner American frontiersman, perhaps. You know... But you get that sense of like, cause he's oh, you know, you you get, you know, the, like the wound cuts deep, like you, this sense of frustration, aggravation in his voice and his singing, it felt more right, heartfelt. But the frustration and the aggravation I feel was still coming from because they weren't really shy about going full western yeah. in that track. It made me feel like the frustration and isolation one might feel in the middle of of the plains. Yeah, you know, in a time hence. So, yeah, that made me feel something for one. For, the inner frontiersman in my blood, even though I'm an urbanite through and through, whatever. <laughs> so that did something. But this give did it nothing. Back to this, you, we're yeah. right back into department store territory. I wasn't feeling it. There's just not a lot to say different about this than we haven't already said in previous tracks. Like we're getting to a point where we're just repeating ourselves now. Not, like not necessarily. I mean, well, with this song, yeah. What what's new in this song that they didn't do? In... They got a little bit more climactic at the bridge. Oh yeah. All right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that that's the dif- difference. That. Just that. <laughs> just trying. Yeah. We're digging. At that bridge, it actually reminded me of just a smidgen of Led Zeppelin. Because they brought in a little bit of a guitar. A guitar uh, hey. Okay, no. I, All right. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking they about. They brought in agree. a bit of a, a distortion at that point, And it sounded like something straight out of Stairway. Just just before they cut out and re- right back into the verse. But it's something like that. Fleeting that... moment needed to be mentioned. Yeah, Same. but that's that's that. You know what that reminds me of? The saxophone in Robbie Williams' intro track. Like it's something there that which I was my more... which was the thing I pointed out. Yes. So. But no, no, no. It's not the exi- not the same type of thing because it did. This did actually fit with the track in this yeah, case. That's, the that's saxophone true. bit. I felt. He he's referring to the moments in which I tend to really be hard on uh, in music where sound bites are used to no end you yeah. know just as as filler for people to just raise their eyebrow and go ooh that's new that's interesting but this is not that Th- this, that's this fair it did, track, it did but there's right. still too much of a uniformity and, and sameness to this track and to a great extent this album that I'm not using that as a as a major plus no that's fair I'm just for descriptive purposes no no yeah um, alright you're right and uh making yeah. make, moving forward trudging through we get to best damn friend this okay this was again, like a country pop track once again the music and the lyrics didn't really project what they were going for 
There was supposed to be a connection between two people being made in this song. I didn't feel any connection. I felt passivity. I felt just going through the same thing over and over and over again. This is the bombshell for this album. It was the lowest opinion, point on the album. And absolutely. to a greater extent for uh, the albums re-reviewed this year. Yeah, oh, it's definitely one of the... Well... I don't I'm thinking actively, back, we, did, we did do try this year. <laughs> this is so I don't actively dislike. I don't actively hate this. I just don't care about this song at all. Nothingness. Honestly, I'd rather get a visceral reaction of dislike than nothing. I'd, yeah, I'd rather be pissed. <laughs> so I might, I might be. I might. Uh, I, I was about to say the same thing. That's a, that's so a I might agree that it could be one of the worst tracks, not because it's necessarily bad. The worst song but that it literally does nothing for me i wrote down i had a stroke and didn't care that was how inspired i was it felt like it was trying to physically lower my blood pressure lower my heart rate and lull me to sleep not because it's you know a nice dreamy experience which is what we're getting to this is because it is so no lull you to death yeah there you go lull me to death you could sue them you know yeah bare naked ladies you're trying to kill me my heart skipped a beat because it was trying to stop oh god it was just so non-imagination non-imaginative no, not imagination. This is the anti-imagination. It's the antithesis. It is the antithesis of invention. It's the antithesis. Unimagination. That's what I said, antithesis. You guys are in word, word spiral right now. This is now. the opposite of invention. That's probably the best way for me to put it. The opposite of invention is stagnation. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. That's it's stagnation. exactly what he was looking this for. This is the word stagnation, in a nutshell. There's a reason for it, because ultimately I, I am pretty much in the same position as you. I really had nothing to uh, to note about this track. Yeah. You know me, I really find something to say about everything. Yeah, I'm we try pretty, anyway. I'm a pretty talkative guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Hey. He waxes eloquence. <laughs> and his legs. All right. Neither hey. here nor there. <laughs> hey, I'm not a runner. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Okay. Or a swimmer. There is a reason. Or a believe it has to do with the figuration that they were just it's not the same as the synth in the first track it's more i can't even describe it there's very little to describe it i just know that it was dry that that is the no that's a good way to describe it is that this track was so dry yeah yeah i would agree occasionally you know after the or between the verses and the choruses they would go back to that figuration. Or at least the figuration that never really left. They would just drop out other instruments, and it would leave just that. And when it was just that, you might as well have had a few seconds of silence, because it was that uninspiring. Did you ever lick sandpaper? As a fact? No. No, I have not. Lick sandpaper, and then compare it to this track. No, that that would inspire a reaction in me. Oh. No, that no, is... don't get like the like the really get like actually fine sandpaper, like three hundred, four hundred grit. Okay. I don't know what's going I, I, on I either, think... listeners, so don't ask. I think paper. Does, do I ever know what's better. going on? No. I just think of things and they come out. Sometimes things come out that I didn't even think of yet. 
<laughs> so moving on to the next track. I want to shoot this guy. <laughs> just, just, did, did I, I say sh- that out loud? And that is exactly what I was going for. This actually, once again, what it, this was a rehash of Odds Are. Except a, that it was even less... Uh, it was even more uninspired because it's a rehash of a song that didn't need it, to be rehashed. It, it was a more modern version of the beat in Odds Are. More modern composition of the of Odds Are. It was, it was not modern, very good. It was more modern, but it was less mature. Yes. Yeah. That was the interesting thing about this. Yeah. Once, and, once again, I like the idea they were going for. The whole inner monologue uh, hitting you know the ears of the people that shouldn't be hearing it. Embarrassing yourself because you said something to a really hot girl, and you said that thing that you know, you know that thing, that thing you think of, like, oh man, you're so beautiful. Wait, did I say that out loud? It's a great idea, a great idea. Yeah, it, they didn't do but anything good. Interspersed enough. with lines like, "Put your hands up in the air, wave them like you care, and I'll be there." Kill me, <laughs> really? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh, and, and you said the G word. Shut up. Sorry, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I've gotten this is this is what this album's done to me. Like, I don't have. A, you, oh, unless I forget. Whoa, oh, 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 whoa, oh, oh. <laughs> this oh, is another thing. I'm sorry. But we this, were cursing to the heavens at fun. Period. Because because of them, other bands are doing things like this where they have. Look, I'm all for nonsensical cheering and 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 chanting and songs. I'm not. How do you think I feel? <laughs> but I, like, I can get behind it if it's if it's fun, not the band, the actual emotion. But but in this case, it was just there. Were, it was uninspired. That's all I keep saying about this record. Some, and I said this earlier. We'll come back to this for for someone like Steve who clearly didn't really favor the band before this. It's just what he expected. Stuff he wouldn't like. For me, it's it it's back to the Maroon Five feels. I expect more and got none of it. For me, I was expecting pop. I wasn't expecting this level. <sighs> anyway, moving on to Daydreaming. Okay, first off, who actually did this song? Because it was it not Baronetica Ladies. It doesn't sound like them this at all. This was somebody else completely. Co- well, completely yeah, apparently they had, they had two guest spots on this. This yeah. track and one later on. Yeah. Uh, but Too long. The song was like five and a half minutes. There was no I reason for it to be that long. I will refute that. There is redeeming qualities. Wait, in it this wasn't song. five and a half. Minutes? I was no, just no. thinking that. Like, there is no. redeeming qualities. <laughs> He's refuting how long it was. It's in not my too sense long. Of universe of time. It was not it was five not, minutes. No, it was not too long, because if it was if it was sh- cut down, we wouldn't have got the second half, which was nice ambience. That's true. You know, most of it. <laughs> most of it was kind of a. a, a I had an air of ambience about well, it. Also to some can... extent, it, ex- it succeeded <laughs> in the fact that this was. Sort of a daydream. It felt like a daydream. Yes. Uh, Song is called Daydreaming. If I hadn't said that yet. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's that. Yes. The problem with this. The backbeat was way too heavy and loud. It drowned out the singing, so you could barely understand what he was saying. The vocals were run through robots and came out as cheap and tinny. Instead of ethereal... Honestly, this track would have been better with no lyrics, no vocals, and just had an ambient track. And I they, would have they, been more on yeah, board. Move, yeah. move with it. And even when everything cut out and it went full ambient towards the end, it was still a little bit too heavy on the beat to fit the theme they had set up. And it, and it was again, still really repetitive. It went nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it absolutely went nowhere. I guess it feels like someone's daydream. 
I mean, not mine. That's the I mean, whole in my, thing. In my daydreams, I'm usually time traveling, so this is very relevant. Do you see That's a time the vortex? There was also the ass. Was a tiny blue block Thank you, Stephen. You, you, Stephen, you inspired wow, he called me to you t- Stephen. Yeah, I know. Uh, you inspired me to gets, talk about the lyrics. This is when John gets This emotional. is something I want to talk about. The lyrics. The lyrics were kind of thumbing your nose towards the person that kept you down growing up, said you would never amount to anything. Well, does not fit the, th- the the music of this song. That theme, that vocal, that lyric does not fit the theme of this that song. That theme. That vocal. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, we laying down that track, yo. <laughs> I, don't I had like, to. I, don't I had like to. Of you. We, mixing. Doesn't... We mixing. We <laughs> mixing. This is why you yeah, do that. You yeah, like it's, it. yeah, it's fun on the other no, side. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I'll get you back later. <laughs> Probably. Bless you. I hate you. I know. Um, it was so improperly paired. Yeah. It was. It was off his head again. That that disconnection between what they were singing and what it was paired with it was so bad this is going to be an instance where i actually am going to defend john's use of the word proper because <laughs> i i mean i don't i don't if it simply doesn't work if, if there's if there's a disparity there i'm maybe there's someone out there who's going to find that it that it works together but no, 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 not not to no. me no one here in this it room it wasn't ironic it was yeah dad forget you i'm gonna be an astronaut but i'm gonna be an astronaut like no, no, yeah, no, no, no. It was multiple emotions trying to get through. None of them did. Okay, moving on to smile. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this this song. So a little background. Bare Naked Ladies had put out a couple of records that were geared just towards kids. It were kids' records, which, from what I've listened to, I've heard on on Spotify, are fun and very much kid centric records. This song should have been one of those records, not on an album for adults. It. I, I can't hate it because it's a fun track for kids, for young kids to dance around to and enjoy and sing along. Put a smile on, put a smile. It was just everybody come that kind of level of happy go luckiness. Yet still had a, a little bit of the adult theme work in the lyrics, talking about let's look back on our lives and reflect. And it's just and where did that come from? It's just it's confusing, and I mean. I can't hate this track. I really can't. Is it, is it, is it time for us to uh, pull our crash cords? Um, let's stretch and find a theme session. <laughs> this no. Is, no, no, no. This is no. Because it, it could it could be trying to let uh, adults find their childhood. No, perhaps. no, their inner. No, child. no, no, there's, no. There's a, there's a no, no, no. You guys aren't buying. No, no. You're really no. no, no. So this track is like, as I said, you could put this in a boombox and put it out in the field at camp while kids are running around and, and, and it would fit. It would fit that environment. I would have no issue playing this to my children. I would definitely expose them to other things. But first you'd be asking your que- the question of how do I have children? I would, I, would have, <laughs> I would have no problem if my kids were exposed to this. And I'm talking young kids. Two, three, four-year-olds, five-year-olds. did you guys have kids? I'm so confused. No. Shush. I could see this actually making it to a Barney-esque level of children's programming. What what are those? They're they're the this generation's version of of you don't children know the entertainment. Yeah. No, I stopped after Teletubbies. Well, no, my nephew and niece w- watched. That's the when you stopped. That's when you decided to stop. That's when I stopped keeping up on what PBS was producing for our children. Fair, fair. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not it, it's what it's. 
this song was fun, but I still like care very little about it. it just moving didn't reach on, me. moving on, moving on to the final track. So apparently, for track twelve, "Crawl," they decided to sit this one out, and they asked Matchbox Twenty to come in and sing a song. And that's when I realized this album was actually created by Matchbox Twenty in nineteen ninety five, and it was only recently released. Because that I looked it up. I so, found it on a conspiracy website. So, so, <laughs> so my problem here is this song "Crawl" sounds like you could have swapped it with anything off of Mad Season by Matchbox Twenty. Problem is that album came out thirteen years ago, and not even Matchbox Twenty does that anymore. <coughs> they evolved past it, became more of a pop band, and have actually done things. Before we go into the musical aspect of it, because it does have something going for it. But we're gonna get to That's that. That's only at the end. We're gonna and get it's to too that. A little too late. The the lyrics, huge levels of imagery that were extremely weak. It was the most ju- juvenile lyrics on the album, and that's even counting smile. Their mixed metaphors were just terrible. Talking about how I could crawl because I was trying not to drown, or I could crawl so I could butterfly. Yeah, that's a direct lyric. <laughs> I could butterfly. I wish I I could butterfly. Don't you wish you could butterfly? What does that mean? I don't mean to insult artistic choice, but I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. (laughs) I don't get it. Me either. Butterfly. It's just... Look, I... Butterflies fly. We had a pillar's crawl. Seriously. We've reviewed Matchbox 20 on here before. I know know what they do. We did their newest record, and while Matchbox 20 is pop as well at this point we at least all agreed that on their newest record they tried new things they did different stuff they played around with themes like it was interesting and engaging yes this is not Matt's getting so Italian with his hand gestures right now I'm just so annoyed that a band would like I'm on Steve's side for once I understand why Steve would be bored with the 90s sound and thinks that in a lot of places it doesn't fit, but we have both agreed that when done right, even if it's still kind of nostalgic, it can work. Here it doesn't. They took an, an obsolete sound and replicated it exactly instead of doing something with it. At least with like All American Rejects when they harken back, or when E6 were like popping out of a time capsule, they still added a little something to it themselves, interesting lyrics a fun rhythm, whatever. Like, there was something to engage you. There is absolutely nothing here. The lyrics stink. It's uninspired. It's boring, and it's way too long. With one exception of keeping it real, the album as a whole is just a bunch of generic top 40 singles. Yeah. That shouldn't be in the top 40. The thing is, you can find them in any other place. That, like... Why would you go to Bare Naked Ladies for for these tracks? In the That's top what 40? I'm saying. I would go to, well, if I were inclined so, in such a way to go to the <laughs> top forty. Because you wouldn't dream of doing such. A I thing, would go to One Direction. I would go to Perry. I would go to that, because that would be the epitome of pop. And it would be from artists that are supposed to be doing that because that's what they want to do. And to and some that's extent, what they're good at. I'll say that as much as that may not be my taste, and I still find there's a lot of pop very formulaic. It, it is the voice of this generation. You would be hearing something current. You would be hearing something uh, appropriate. It would, it would have themes of this generation. Yes. This does not. This has themes of 13 years ago. It says themes of the 90s when we, since we not weren't even so... Not even 2000. Well, it, we weren't so overexposed via the internet and social media to, like, weird, messed up things, which is what our music kind of reflects nowadays, if you look at the top 40, uh... Here's here's my number. Call me maybe. Come on, that's kind of weird thing. You should definitely talk to your mom before you do something like that. <laughs> anyway, this is like, 
Oh no, everything is brighter. Let's look on that. Let every the future will be great. This is before the Y two K. Wow, John just inspired something to me, and we have to come back to that. The reference this you is... just made to pop music and the inappropriate themes. I want to get back to that. But these are the old school nineteen nineties wholesome thing themes done in pop. Fifteen years late. Wholesome themes. You know, this is interesting. Uh, just to bring up a little bit of uh, pop. Yeah, just a pop point. Everybody knows the Gautier song. Yeah. Big hit single. Somebody I used to know. Somebody I used to know. Which we reviewed. It's, it's become a, a cover little of. bit of a. It's become a little bit of a pop culture joke that that song has been covered so many times and just has seemed to infect the world. At the yeah. same time, that track is really more of an alternative sound. Yeah. It's an alternative sound that was stated in such a way that was so catchy, it it it, it infected the pop world. Yeah. Contagiously. Yeah. Now, because this can be such a running joke and people like to make fun of that, be like, oh, hey, look at some, look at Mr. Edgy over here. He's listening to somebody I used to know by Gautier. I, I completely reject that whole entire idea. I think to some extent that was a landmark point in modern history of music in terms of what what we generally respect and would put in our top 40 these days. It's not true in every instance, and it hasn't happened completely, but it's the first time that it happened, where someone accepted the alt sound as being an almost generally popular, acceptable thing. I think that was very important. Instead of having a separate billboard chart yeah. for alternative rock, we had it on the standard and also, generic I mean, yeah. That Gautier song birthed something that we covered on the podcast by Walk yeah. Off the Earth, so my, my which point, was interesting as well. Of course. My point with that, essentially, is that that's, that is the sound of this generation. If you're going to do something... Again, I don't even think that's like pushing the boundaries to the extreme, of course. I wouldn't call that experimental. But it is, it is such a far cry from what's going on here. As you said, this yeah. is the voice of the 90s. Yeah. It's just wholesome themes. And, there's, anything, and, there's not really anything wholesome going on. And to ra- and to we're going to revisit, revisit that idea in a couple of minutes, but just to do our wrap-up. Well, I'm not even done with the song yet. Oh, so, you're not even... Okay, so we, so we get So we get to the end of Crawl, like and the last like minute is this kind of beautiful... Visceral. Visceral ambient sound. Like, m- almost mind-bendy. It, it was one of those things where I just didn't see coming. And honestly, if you played the last minute of this song and said, Hey, who is this? Bare Naked Ladies would be the last thing you would possibly guess. I would not even guess the right genre, genre. to, be, co- to no. be honest. I wouldn't even be close. Like, and it's I just ambient. This outro was gorgeous through and through. I, and was, had, I was enthralled with it. But it had no place on the record. None. Because it's not even a good close it's to really, this record. It's really such a shame, and that really, I kind of use that as my jumping off point for what I will be picking next week because the. Ambient genre is something we haven't really touched yet. We've and talked about it, it a lot. It's though. used in a lot of soundtracks because let's sure. face it, it is the it is the essence of atmosphere. Yeah. Creating atmosphere. Just tones. Pure tones. Not cluttering it up with rhythm or lyrics or yeah. theme. No. Just pure atmosphere. That's right. what we interpret as music. And this was the purity of that. It really was. Yeah. I thought it was gorgeous. I just I don't know if it was done by bare naked ladies themselves, any of it the was. Art, it, it was done by them. I don't know how, but it was. My question is whether it was them or whether it was the producer. It sounds like it could almost oh, be a like, producer's touch. Oh, maybe I don't know. As as some effort to provide framework for this album, but there's no framework. 
to provide. No, there isn't. This doesn't aid that. We, we've dipped it's it. nice, yeah, but it. it, it <laughs> There's no, there's no ambient oh, that's sound. A nice I mean, right and, and just to we did have one in the beginning. Uh, where was the other ambient sound in this track? That was at the end. Of... Which? No, that was the end of daydreaming. Oh yeah, daydreaming. At uh, the end of daydreaming. Thought there was one earlier than no. that. No. Um, my my big thing is also just to correct you a little bit. We have dabbled a little bit in ambient, not a lot, but I mean we've covered some instrumental stuff. I mean there was stuff on the Halo soundtrack that was. Very ambient sound of scene. That, that, there anything, was there was a that lot was of an there, ambient album. there was an instrumental uh, work on that. Am- ambient is one of those words that has a very very fine line because yeah. technically, if something just has yeah, you could call daydreaming an ambient track almost just yeah. because it if if it has a a fluidity to yeah. it uh, and a ubiquitous nature, yeah. then it's technically ambient. But yeah, and I mean that one track on the uh, what was trapped in autumn was very very much right. a beautifully ambient but I, I'm specifically talking about to erasing the percussive nature no I that, that that is really true no, no, of course I understand I'm just saying we've kind of dabbled in an ambient feel we haven't actually gotten into ambient music specifically <laughs> I'm about to say like hardcore ambient I know and I realized how <laughs> like that real, would make any sense like real hardcore like real bitchin' ambient you like, know? Yeah. like humpback whale like oh my god permeating you know they soul. sell that stuff Yes, I, I find it in Barnes and Noble. Well, I actually have used to listen to it, but yes. it made me pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm just gonna move on. Um, Wrapping this up, can I go first? You want to? I want to go ahead. first. All right. Sure. All right, nothing in here. I didn't hate anything. I disliked a lot, but I didn't hate anything. One good song that I'm gonna keep. The rest have already been deleted from my iPod. That's the best way I could put it. That's the most appropriate way. No, there that's... was mediocrity. Mediocrity. Throughout this album, there was nothing that shone out with the exception of keeping it real. And I mean on every front, there was nothing that shone out. I didn't hate anything. It was very easy to listen to, and that's probably what this album defines. Easy listening. Easy listening pop. This is great backdrop music. That's nail on the head, I'd say. Well, here's the thing. What reason would they have to possibly break the format if that's the format... That got them popular. I'm it just wasn't. offering that That's as the whole thing. It's thought. different. It's it different. This is what they evolved to. This is not what they started at. Yeah, the early records. What did they start at? Alt rock. Describe it. In your alt rock words. pop. It was alternative. And some I of it was even folky. It. Like, if I had a million dollars, it's a folk song. You know, it's... it's it, just, I, I'd say a lot more folk than alt. I can't say the word alt for these guys, even in the 90s. In the 90s, alt meant a very, very different thing. It was not this... Yeah, true. They were a folk band. They were folk folky rock. rock, yeah. Folky rock band. Folk rock, folk pop. I mean, that's what they were. But I saw them evolving towards pop. I would have expected something like this. I would have expected more from it. Two and a quarter. Two, two, five. I cannot give it a two and a half. It's not quite two level. I just... Honestly, it's a Leave It album. That's fair. Um... This is, I mean, this takes me back in the realm of Maroon 5. A ba- Maroon 5 was a band I really liked, a lot. I loved their first record. And then, you know, as the records went on, I enjoyed them, but, you know, they got progressively more kind of meh. And then, then I was horribly disappointed by Overexposed, which is why I probably rated it so high, because I took some personal taste into it. This record's no different than that, or the Green Day records. Bare Naked, Lady, Bare Naked Ladies are a band I've been listening to since high school that I really like. And this this record was just disappointing. It was just 
completely disappointing. To not feel anything to the bare naked ladies, like they always engaged something in me, even if it was just humor or joy. Like there was always something that came out of it. But most of the tracks on this record, I just didn't feel anything. Even the ones where I knew I got a solid sense of what the emotion should be, I didn't feel it. Like the love songs that were barely worth loving. They're really like songs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real, and I really like you song. Yeah, there we go. Um, But I just, you know, I I liked a couple tracks, but I'm with John. This is a, I'm going (coughs) to delete it off my, my iPod record, you know, and I haven't done that with one of the records we've reviewed in a while. Um, Did you give your rating, John? Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'll give the overall wrap up of uh, of forget, listen by in a bit after Steve. But my rating is, I w- I thought it was gonna lean toward average. The first time I heard it, I thought it was gonna be a three, but it's not. It's just not. Like the second time through, I liked most of the record, a lot less. So. I wanted to even give it a two five, but the more that we talked about it, I had so little to say. It's just. This is a two. I I can't even recommend this to people who like bare naked ladies. And it's a bummer because I'm seeing them at the end of the month. I mean, they'll still play oh, the really? old stuff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm seeing them. Ben folds five and Guster. They're all playing together. You're gonna get Don't a lot of Guster? You're gonna get these tracks too. Right, because it's the newest record. I mean, they're still gonna be forming live, and they're a fun band live, and I'm gonna hear all the old songs that I like, and they're playing with Ben folds and Guster, two bands that I really enjoy, but. Just don't take out your lighter asking for an encore. There you go. Because I, I, well, I think Ben Folds is the headliner, thankfully. But I just, yeah, it's a two. Like, I wanted to give it more. I was telling Steve I was going to give it more. But the more we talked about it, and I had so little to say, uh, it's a two. I'm not going to waste anybody's time. This is redundant hour, I feel. Um, it's a redundant theme. It's redundant music. It's redundant <laughs> it's lyrics. Re- it's redundant redundancies. It's he's kind of doing what Macklemore did with gold and just repeating it enough to devalue the word redundant. Yeah, it is a little bit devalued at this point. I mean, well, you were about to use the word debased. Originally. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really fit, but it I was feel, a little harsh. I feel debased. Yeah, that's fair. Now, I really don't have a closing statement for this. Uh, this is two. It's, I agree. Yeah. This, this is... I, it's exactly what both of you guys have said. I, I've tried to pick... It, it, this is not worth... Oh, that's, that sounds really mean. Not worth my picking apart musically, but I'm just saying... You get a sense for these things after a while. Yeah. There is so much out there, an abundant amount of material of this ilk that I feel like... You'd have to be under a rock not to notice it. Yeah. Offering something new in that same vein at this point in the game is just... <laughs> what didn't you say, John? That that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again? And expecting the different results. Expecting a different result. Yeah. And of hey, course, did I ever tell you you're not going to get different results here. You're going to get the same results, which is that bare naked ladies aren't going to lose any of their fan base. Probably not. Probably not. They lost well, me. I don't know. I mean, no, they didn't lose me. I still like them. I just don't like this record. I, I'd still give the next one a try, but... I don't mean to sit here and be belligerent. Obviously, anyone can continue creating 
I can't. It's as if I'm like sanctioning that. Anyone could go out there yeah, and just course. and just create whatever they want. And if that's your style, by all this, means, go for it. This record but was. It, it all, it's all about its place in the present day, in culture as trends as oh, we this... see it. So I can't even go as far to say like you know I was about to say pop geniuses. I can't even say that anymore. This is, this is, it's, it simply doesn't offer enough. It's a, the epitome of safety. It'll 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 probably not get panned by anybody. My overall rating is this: skip it, listen to it, buy it, skip it. Yeah. There's no reason to listen to this record. None. Yeah. Even as a bare naked ladies fan, I wouldn't recommend it. So skip it. Yep. Um, I want to get back to something John had brought up before when we were yeah. talking about Carly Rae Jepsen and Call Me Maybe, and you were saying it's not appropriate, and you wouldn't let your 13 year old daughter go. I can give her number to a complete stranger. Why is that not a problem? Why is it that we, as a culture, have to harp on violence, on violence in music, in on on suggestive themes, on these things that are inappropriate? Yet a song called "Call Me Maybe," where it's literally about a young girl giving her number to a complete stranger because he's cute, knowing nothing about them, like how is that not an issue for anybody? It's it's kind of um, I don't know what it says to our society that it seems like our music that is considered the pop music. Oh, this is gonna be old man hour. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, we our pop music has become more provocative. That much is pretty obvious. Yes, of course. With with what we're doing, we're not even gonna look at pop from a music or lyrical standpoint. At this point, we're looking at the themes. 10, 15 years ago was a very different theme work in pop. And it's kind of weird. And it why did we evolve this way? And my biggest thing is, my biggest <coughs> thing Excuse is, me. and I, like I want to, def- there are times where I really want to defend pop. And there are a lot of pop bands that I do like. But it's just one of those things where everyone was so on board with Call Me Maybe. When you actually listen to what it's about, it's like, so this is okay. Songs that are with intelligent listeners can you can value that is not as ridiculous as this, but this is okay. And it's like parents hone in on what looks bad, not necessarily what is bad. Well, it, <coughs> excuse me. It it kind of banks off of that whole idea that children are always wanting to be a little bit more grown up, uh, a little bit more like their their older sisters, their older brothers doing what they do, being with the cool kids and that kind of thing. I think Call Me maybe kind of plays off that a little bit. Uh, it's not that it's, it's not that it's right per se, but I, I, but we're I talking, understand it. We'll, we'll stop the, the stop talking about the specific song, but in general I mean, we could go back as far as okay, post a child for this. Britney Spears, I guess started this theme with her popularity and everybody around the Britney Spears era of you drive me crazy. Huge sexual explicit themes in stuff meant for 12 and 13 and 14 year olds. Now, oh, but it goes it back wasn't quite it that. wasn't quite as explicit before the mid 90s. But you can go back further than that. The to the 80s, Madonna was very explicit. Not in her earliest earliest yeah, days. something that the level... tends to get overlooked a little bit. Madonna was probably the breakthrough artist in terms of being so blunt. Oh, absolutely. Things, everything, even uh, her contemporaries and everything before that, tended to be clouded or shrouded in, in oblique, in, yeah, metaphor and 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 
sweet, the sweeter moments, I guess, of courting. Yeah. <laughs> and I do use the word courting because that seems to be what it was then. And then all of a sudden you're just, nope, let's, let's cut to the nitty gritty. But Madonna was also an artist who, when she was getting uh, panned for when she put out erotica and some other stuff, she called a press conference just to walk up, say, so what, and then walked out. Like, it's clear that this artist had the cojones to do whatever the hell she wanted, but people didn't draw as much attention to it then. And then, even in the the early 90s, when these... Uh, Christina Aguilera. Hit me one more time. No, no. I'm a genie in a bottle. You have to rub me the right way. Yeah. Come on now. Or... Come on, Come son. on now. Or to a, Come on, son. To a greater extent, Soldier Boy, Donk. She got donk. It's like I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, and, we and yet, and then yet, when rap and hip hop get a lot of flack for the same exact heavy metal stuff. as well. They get flack because, I, 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 if you look at it objectively, the there's a wider variety of tracks within those genres that have the same level of uh, of graphic. Yeah, but 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 then look at a band like Marilyn Manson. As a band, a lot of their songs are not. Overtly violent, but because it, hey, of oh, the his, imagery his image. in his video and how he, how the lead singer Marilyn Manson would would dress, that they assumed it was That's terrible. Why I find him a fascinating figure just because it, he really walks that line. People see the image and they 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 take all the associations that go with that image. Yet my hump, my hump, my lovely lady lumps is okay to yeah, throw Fergie. on. Yeah, Fergie. That Fergie can put that out you and could, it's fine. You can put that on iCarly. It's okay. It's, it's okay. very interesting this should come after today's album, because this album was very... Uh, safe. <laughs> very safe. It was very safe. Yeah. Uh, safe isn't even the word. It was... It was Bland. It was... Bland love. It was yes. vanilla. Bland. It was vanilla. All right. That's, I'll go with that, too. This is Rocky Road. <laughs> this is mixing. No, Rocky Road would be, uh, would be <laughs> dangerous. I, it's just... I don't know. Like... I, I want to defend pop music, and then I hear albums like this or or stuff it's like. It's probably my biggest uh, gripe with pop in this day and age, is that. I'm just wondering to see what you guys are trying to get out of this. I mean, well, no, we're just discussing it. We're not trying to get anything. There was we're just no. Discussing. The only point I was bringing up is that I feel like. I'm just curious. I feel like the parents of this generation or even earlier generations, they harp on things that aren't necessarily. Bad. Fake beating each other up. It's just... Pokemon. That If you put a sweet spin on something, they'll ignore imageries because it's got a sweet spin. Or it's a pretty young, innocent girl looking girl singing the song. Whereas there are songs that are not aggressive at all, but have an aggressive lead singer or an aggressive band in it, they well, jump there is, all over. There is a reason for that, though, of course. If, if you're talking about the, re- the reaction that children are going to have, children are not always capable of reading into met- metaphor. Well, very yeah. rarely are they capable of reading into metaphor. So they will take the image for the image. Yeah. And they'll discover that stuff, the other stuff, later. So sometimes you, I could almost justify that just because... It's important to teach kids about, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, though. Yeah. That, that too. It's just that, you know... But back then, back in, in the 80s and 90s, it, the, the, the personas that were around these artists were considered scandalous. When Britney Spears was wearing a, you know, a tank top that showed her belly with her button ring, whatever thing. Her belly ring. Thank you. That was scandalous. Nowadays, if, you know, 
Miley Cyrus has a wardrobe malfunction and everything's out in the open. That's like, oh, it's okay. That No, no, no. She's a pop star. She gets away with it. It's a little ridiculous. What? Because a kid doesn't just latch onto and, the music. That's the big thing. Yeah, we're going down a different road here because then, oh, this almost this almost brings up that that whole Barbie doll thing. You know, the fact that <laughs> that's clearly what we're, what we're teaching uh, teaching girls is the standard, you know. And that's ridiculous. And that goes back to the 50s. Yeah. So, oh, can we even... T- that's, a, that's another thing. Barbies are not the most popular girls doll anymore. Yeah. Oh, I, you know I, what is? Been brats. Brats. Brats replaced Barbie. And you gotta remember about something that? about brats that's different about Barbie. Barbie always had, uh, uh, even though they made some faux pas, a wholesome element. Brats oh, were well, not. She was an Olympian. In terms of, yeah, or fashion and all that other yeah. stuff. Brats gives off a mo, a, a different motif, a different a different idea. I, I know nothing does. about this. So you'll have to describe. It's in the name. Just think that brats. Oh, okay. All right. It's a little more. Does my handbag match my cell phone and go with the collar to my doggy? Oh. The oh, the so. per, the the projection we're, that we're, it creates is the same sort of thing that the we're, projection we're of this music. Though. No, no, I'm saying it's the same sort of projection we're getting with our music. Same sort of projection that we're getting with the musicians. It's not quite right okay here's my point that i'm trying to make Hmm. while pop star certain pop stars who have suggestive themes are free to do as they please back in the 80s when the parental advisory thing first started it started in the big people speaking against it even though eventually they ended up putting it out anyway was like d snyder of twisted sister and some of those events people wanted to shut down and limit d snyder because it was a bunch of grown men dressed in makeup who looked very intimidating but look at the songs they wrote. We're not going to take it. It's about standing up for yourself. And yet they wanted to silence and limit that. Like, why? The content was there, and they weren't that... Like, it was just... Why it, was that? Why did they want to silence that? I, I think that there was some uh, inappropriate language in the song, maybe. Which, I mean, in the end, yes. The parental advisory sticker on albums, I believe, is a necessity. Again, people put emphasis on, on Image. Image. So there was a parental advisory. There. Yeah, that yeah. was the the trial that but, ended up starting that. But to be I honest, see, parental see. parental advisory is pretty much ignored nowadays. Well, that's the thing. This is why this is a very interesting conversation because we're talking about the line, all the all the grays of censorship. Because you don't want to go, don't want to go too far because you don't want to start censoring things in general. Yes, at the same that's time, definitely a detriment it, to it's, our society. It's pretty easy these days to censor television. I mean, at least then you can have a a. a control a, a box in your house that yeah. does it for you but censoring music is a really really tricky thing on the on one hand chiefly because of the internet the internet that is is the one hole in all of that and i'm i'm still not saying that there should be any censorship in the internet it's just the fact that kids are going to start using the computer pretty early these days even earlier than we did well, and well my biggest they're going to find it well my biggest problem with that otherwise is- family often it's it or, or or peers they're gonna find it through them and you're bringing it to the point that i was trying to make is the biggest problem with censorship is you shouldn't be censoring the artist they're an artist you should be a better parent and manage what your kids consume if you're worried about them hearing things they're not supposed to manage what they do clearly so that's the point my sister-in-law and my brother take great care with their kids you know they kept them from they kept them from violent images or things they shouldn't hear because they're parents and they're managing what they should do until they're old enough to do it themselves. That's parenting. Not blaming someone else for putting it out in the first place. You can't blame Rockstar, <laughs> the creators of Grand Theft Auto, 
for creating a game where you could beat a hooker to death so you can get your money back. That's okay, not so their I, fault. I had misinterpreted because it, when this conversation began, it seemed more like there was the fault was partially on the artists, such as uh, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like there was some Britney Spears uh, animosity. No, 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 I was no, trying to that, say more that that it's it's. Censorship should fall on the. the it the started. Hands of it started character. with us just saying that pop has gotten dirtier over the last twenty yeah. years. That's how we started it. I'm a simpleton with these things. I'm not even really looking at the. Uh, We're rambling at this point. No, no, I'm not. Off. I'm not even looking at the. Um, often is the case. I'm not looking at content. I suppose as much as I am content. musical content. Right. I mean, not theme work content. I inherently, I think you can sing about whatever you want to sing about part of well, it goes back the whole to the, idea of music. It goes back to the, the parents getting mad at Eminem for having such lewd lyrics. That's not Eminem's problem. That's your problem. Be a parent. Don't give it to your kid. Yeah. Don't let your kid get it. And, but the hardest part is, of course, you can't manage society and he could find it, like you were saying, on the internet, from his peers. But that's still not the artist's fault. They're creating. Of course. And that's what drives me nuts, is that people in government... In, in 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 society, they want to punish the creators, not the people who should be managing the the uh, consumption of content. So the issue here is is the uh, the screen. How much do we let in on the family? Yeah, scale. But that's up to the family. That should be up to the artist. Why do should you he... have any opinions on that? On how much should be let into the on the family scale? If speaking as. Uh... As if I were a parent? As if you were a parent. Well, I mean... Perspective parent. <laughs> well, first of all, as a, as a parent, the parents who buy games with their kids without sitting and watching them play them from time to time, who let them watch TV without sitting and watching with them, who lets them listen to music without listening with them, I feel that if my child wants to hear something, I should sit down with them so I know what they're listening to. Not just assume, oh, it's a thing. Here, go buy it. Here's 20 bucks. See you later. Besides, they go to bed, you know, earlier than you are, so... You know what? You can spend some time listening to them, and then go do whichever you're going to do. All right? It's just... You should be... <laughs> a proper response is managing the content and knowing what your child likes. Yeah. Like, I, with, there were so many times that's when a I... great... I mean, that's, that's something a lot of people have said, and that's a great way to do it. Parents don't do that. It's actually kind of hard to do something like that nowadays because of the amount of work parents have to do in order to support families. The, the, That's well, we have younger parents these days, and parents who themselves were perhaps child children in the nineties. Yeah. Um, if you were children in the nineties, then all this stuff had kind of begun already. As you yeah. said, if Madonna was the was and the there's already desensitization from a generation deep. Exactly. So if there's a that's the, that's the problem, I think. Um, that's one reason why there's, there was a bit of a disparity in from one person to another back then. And now it's becoming almost, uh, it's flooded with desensitization. Flooded, well, then, with, flooded with, hey, let it all in. But. Kid's gonna listen what the kid's gonna listen to. But, as we're saying, a parent can't be big brother. They can't monitor everything. It's hard. Can't, can't do, how do you help the parents out? Like, do you put uh, age content levels on YouTube? Not just eighteen or over, but thirteen-year-olds, ten-year-olds, eight-year-olds. Well, you I mean, put some sort of filter. Well, but like I that mean, on the, it. but there are filters. Yeah. In certain places. But really, so much stuff is going to slip through the cracks that it actually becomes a responsibility of those who actually make the content available. I guess. Which but... is, you know what? Maybe they should do something like that. Even as creators, set groundworks on not just. 
under or over adult level. I actually have things that are, you know, this is for the 10-year-olds. This is for the 15-year-olds. This is for the 20-year-olds. Maybe there should be a further be very, content. Very, very difficult. Like that. It, would, it would be. Well. It would be very, very difficult. It really Especially would. since on the internet it's as easy as lying about when you were born. And then you can access the content you wanted to. Well, considering a computer savvy age of what the next generation is going to be like. Parents like should probably, four? Yeah. yeah, but parents should probably learn okay. a little bit more. At Steampunk World's Fair, when, um, when the Wasties were performing, there was a mother with her child. Who's, and the child had a, a, a galaxy in his hand. And was watching stuff on YouTube. Nothing inappropriate. The, the kid knew what he wanted. But he was controlling the phone like any adult. And he was like two. And he was flipping through screens. He was playing, watching, stopping, hitting the recent things. Like, he was navigating it like he'd been using the technology for ten years. And he was two. He was probably using it's, it his whole life. And it's scary. <laughs> because, I mean, I know when all of us were that young, we had a speaking spell. Popped, like, out, popped out of the womb. Here you go. Your first and galaxy. Not, and I'm not saying... But I'm also not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Teaching a child very early how to use the technology. Of course However... Not. It's scary what they, they'll be able to get into by the time they're six. If they know how to, well to use the technology at two, you know? Uh, there's a nice little thing that I saw. It is a new parental safety control app. It's something that once installed, uh, the only way to actually take it off, I think it's from other places. So you control oh, it from you like to... your phone onto their iPad. Oh, and, then... and it actually oh. limits... How much time can be used to surf on the internet? How much time That's interesting. I like that, that can be used can to play it. games? It actually sets the amount of time that sort of apps like can the, be open. You're teaching time management by... Yeah. well. No, no. It's not just time management. It prevents children from spending all day surfing on the internet because they have two cumulative hours or whatever you set to do for everything. a 24 hour period to be on the internet you can do the same thing with the Xbox Which you can set sense. parental controls that limit the amount of time they can use so that way at some point or they, the can, they can be reminded oh there's an outdoors and it's yeah. mommy's phone that controls it be on the monkey it. bars in this I time. loved it it was, a, it was a little commercial I saw I wish I knew the name of it because I'd actually plug it it's a great idea but it's, it's a nice little thing and that's something I want more of because this is making it the it's making the parents job easier to be parents it's letting adults get better influences on the next generation of what the world's going to be. I like it. Well, we may not necessarily have to worry about that because there's also one other thing here. The more and more Apple moves in here, uh, kind of consolidating everything. Because when you think about it, the tech generation of the 80s and 90s which we really refer to as the nerds, the tech-savvy people who were acquiring information on how to hack things. And they were PCs. Stuff. Yeah, they were PCs. They, they knew how to do stuff and, and make a career out of it. We're just talking about using the internet right now. And Apple sometimes has a way of making everything so user-friendly that it's just, about, it's just about consuming media. It may not be about uh, becoming... Creating. Yeah, creating or... or exploring, figuring out different ways to utilize the internet necessarily, it may just be about consume, consume, consume. And that's going to be the tech-savvy kids that we're referring to right now. Well, I also think that in, in the generations to come, we're, we're so... The reason I think that so many people, A, like we hear in the news all the time that people are having these kind of breakdowns and like kind of losing it, especially performers and young kids, and so, 
It's kind of stuff like the Justin Bieber thing where he had a breakdown recently, I think, or something. <clears throat> or if he hasn't, he's gonna. Oh, no, he's never going back to, like, Canada or England or something or Whatever. Like the point. Now. The point I'm trying to make <laughs> is, I think it's because... And there was much rejoicing. The human brain <laughs> is only at capacity to process so much at once. And we used to have, before computers were so prevalent everywhere, that you could come home... And, and decompress. A, and have yeah. a conversation with your wife about what was in the news today. And did you hear about that? Yeah, that's a shame. There's just no... That's de- very necessary. And there's just... It, we're constantly consuming things. Constantly absorbing information or, or content. Not discussing it enough. Actually, I just put my fingers in my ears and go la 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 after a while. I actually do that. I ignore news. I do that, of course. You, you have, have to. Ha- you have to have an unplugging You have to session. be able to step away. Yeah. Unplug it, but then discussion is important. I usually use that to discuss about what you've experienced. Well, I like talk I, with other people, exchange opinions. That's really what's important: the exchanging of ideas and yeah, opinions. Absolutely. And I got a weekly you... thing with my dad. Me and him, like we sit around the fire because we have a chimney. We burn wood. One of the trees that fell in our houses. Yeah. Long story. Uh, we sit around and we just talk news. We talk about, hey, did you hear about what's going on in Iran? Yeah. Did you hear about the trial? Yeah. Did you hear about the law? Yeah, because you know what? My dad taught me from a young age, be aware of what's going on. My dad and my mom. Be aware of the news. And it's it's something, and it's a real relaxing thing for me. I just don't know that that's always going to be the case as we move forward. Although we're, we're kind of getting tangential now. My brother, okay, great example. My brother is the be-all, end-all video gamer kid. Joey? This, yeah, this uh... kid. No, for the, for the longest time, and i got to give credit to him, for the longest time... I thought he was just stupid about current events. I really did. I love you, brother. I really do. Over the last year and a half, two years, and it hit. It started when he was about 18, he finally started getting up to date on current events. I mean, it, he was a late bloomer compared to me and my our middle brother, but he, he started coming up to date on middle event. And if he went from, like, Oh, did you hear about the new video game? Oh, yeah, I just scored a quintuple uber kill in such and such. To, hey, did you hear about what they were doing with the nukes in Iran or something like that? My, There's hope. <laughs> I didn't push it on him. He just started doing it. There's hope. Well, it usually happens at some age. <laughs> Everyone starts realizing, again, because okay of the internet. 18. Because okay. of the internet, you're exploring one site and you're going to find a link to to another and then it's like oh, oh that is interesting oh don't even get me started on the wikipedia rabbit hole wait don't well everything like, eventually, that's like the worst. everything eventually becomes philosophy now that's something that i don't think even going back to your idea the, the idea you read about john that should be applied to us just like no only two hours on wiki that's it you cannot exceed two hours it should be applied yeah, to right? everyone on earth yeah <laughs> no i i agree <coughs> um, Time management should be a class in elementary school. It really should. It really be. should. No, yeah. I that um, that's definitely key. Yeah. But I'm afraid, like he was 18 when he did it. My, I did it. I started doing that sort of stuff when I was 13. What if this this next group starts doing it when they're 27? Like that's not a good age to be waking you up should and be doing that. Doing sort that of stuff. long before that, because you've also established a personality long before then, and you're already working hopefully with an actual job and. In the world, I'm inclined to say if it's going to be 27, it's not going to be until ever. There's some studies out there that claim at about 2022, you are the person you will be for the rest of your life. Essentially, you can change things, some fundamental things about yourself, but personality-wise, interest-wise, especially, you're kind of in a box at that point. I don't mean to uh, to pull away from the thing that we like to tell 
our, our kids these days. You can be whatever you want, but I'm sorry, when you're 22, you're not a kid. Pick something for the love of God. Yeah. And on that note, we That's, might as well start uh, moving first, into our first, half First, Steve, what is our spam? Because I need something to make me laugh. Our spam today is... F***ing. By Affliction UK. What? Really? That's all they sent? Yes. Did you click on the link? There's no link. Oh, there's no link. No, well, uh, uh, there might have been an email address. Did it even have a period at the end? Yes, there was a pe- period. Actually. Then it's a Come sentence. All right, yeah, yeah. The, 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 no, it's the, a sentence the, the, fragment. Actually. No, the subject is implied. But but there's no well, there's, actually yeah, there's a subject <laughs> and an action all rolled into one. Yeah, world. it's a sentence. <laughs> it's a, pro- a grammatically correct sentence. Anyway, okay, I didn't laugh. No, way uh, to fail. What's our album <laughs> for next week, Steve? What's your pick? Okay, my pick. Well, I'm gonna go into something a little bit different because we talked about ambient music. And I decided, Steve likes to be different. Well, I like to explore all the genres that we have. You're a beautiful moth. You're a beautiful moth. I am actually, yeah. metaphorically speaking. Boards of Canada. We're going to go and try out some Boards of Canada. They've been around since 1986. They've been around the block a few times. Yes, yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. And John's best and terrible Canadian accent. I do a pretty darn good Canadian. All right? I, I don't I don't feel like you're really respecting me as an individual. Yes, but, but I think it's more of a Minnesotan, really. No, that's more of a Minnesotan. Yeah, it, more of We're, a, this is more North, of a, North Dakota. I'm going to say more of a Toronto. Toronto. Ah, you sound Toronto. No, you're, you're Western yeah, Canada I'm right done, now. I'm, done, I'm going full Western. Full Western. Anyway, what's the album called? The album is called Tomorrow's Harvest. Um, when did it come out? Do they even grow things up there? Year? Oh, is they just brand came new? out? Brand new? Okay. Yeah. And what, what was the album again? Tomorrow's Harvest. Tomorrow's Harvest. Okay. <laughs> By Boards of Canada. Like I said, they've been around since 1986. They, uh, Are they have done Canadian? various soundtracks here and there for episodes of things, for... Uh, little online things here and there. I believe they might have done a film, although I'm not 100% sure on that. We'll talk about them next week. Are they actually Canadian? That is a very good question. I want to know. I don't know that. Look that up for I next week. I should know that. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. Right. Canada has actually produced some very good individuals. 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 Okay. Yeah, I, they brought us Nathan Fillion. There you go. I would have said bands in general. Well, There's I said individuals. Bands out there. People. They brought some good people. Okay. Well, bands we are made, bands are made of people. We bring, we, Should we I not bring up that the Bare Ladies are Canadian? They are? Are I'm they pretty really? Sure. I think so. I could be speaking completely out of my rear end. Uh, That's okay. Doesn't Wouldn't be the first time. hurt Canada, really? <laughs> I, guess. I yeah. mean, Canada hasn't given us someone like Antonio Banderas. But they bring us some, 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 some good crops once in a while. They bring us interesting Americans. <laughs> they do. It's true. They do. Yeah. And on that bombshell, <laughs> we'll wrap up. Remember, everybody, music is life, and, and life, life is, is good. good.